Hi, listeners. It's Tenant Michael here. And Landlord James. And unfortunately, we've got some bad news. Yeah, we're both heavily in debt and on the run from the Canadian Revenue Agency. And there's no way out. So we have started a Patreon account. If you're so inclined, you can help support the show and help save our heinies. And believe me, these heinies are worth saving. What? Anyway, for $2 a month, you will get to become an official friend of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess. A pretty coveted position. For 5 bucks, you'll get a monthly bonus episode premium content my friends and for ten dollars a month you get all the bonus episodes plus free entry to any of our live shows during the year where you can see what our bodies look like including our delicious and juicy heinies rewards begin once we hit a hundred dollars a month so it's not going to take that long our fans are generous if you want to help save us Go to patreon.com slash landlord tenant. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mike, look out. A CRA agent. Run! <laughs> He's dead! and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host. You can call me Tenant Mike. We're back for another fun episode. This time we're not uh, live tubing or how, how do you say it? Live streaming on YouTube. This time we're back to our old tricks, just audio. We're officially not live tubing. No. Um, that's right. Last week was a lot of fun. It was our first live stream. Mm-hmm. And you can you can watch it on YouTube. I think we're going to we tweet that out. Yes. Uh, and uh, I thought it was pretty fun. It was kind of neat to incorporate a visual aspect. It's um, nice for people uh, to get a look at our... I've said this before about our live shows. I like giving our fans a chance to look at our faces, see the, you know, the texture of our skin, mm-hmm. uh, to really understand that we are, you know, like we're men, we're human men. This is true. And also, you know, podcasters, I think it's safe to say are, are some of the most attractive people on earth. So it's yep. kind of a, it's a nice treat for podcast listeners to get to see the hunks they're listening to. Have you ever heard of this uh, phrase? You ever heard this used before? Eye candy. I have. I have. I think we are eye candy. I think uh, Landlord Tenant Podmess listeners uh, might have a, a little bit of a sugar overload after last <laughs> episode because they got a lot of eye candy. The dentist is uh, going to make you br- brush your eyes oh. after you see us. Anyway, um, that was very fun. Great to talk to Brandon uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mike... We uh, we have a bit of a different thing going on this week, which I'm kind of kind of excited about. You know, it's it's summer. We're really in the dead of summer right now, and it's yes. fun to try things a little different. You know, in the summertime, there's less going on, and uh, it's very hot. It's been very hot here in Toronto. <gasps> oh my gosh, uh, Corona, much? Pardon me. Um, 
And, uh, you know, usually in the summer, this time of year, we'd be on a pool party. We'd be throwing uh, at a pool party, yes. right? We'd be on a boat. We'd be doing something kind of fun in mm-hmm. the sun, having fun and partying. Like that's, we've done that other years. Yeah. But um, thanks to the stupid Mr. COVID, as you would say. Yes. It, we're not able to do that this year. We can't throw one of my classic debaucherous parties. No. So you mm-hmm. came up with a pretty interesting idea. I'm a little nervous about doing it, but when life throws a problem your way, you deal with it usually through tech. You always find a technological solution to your problems, and uh, this is no different. So you decided... It's true. You said, Mike, get get up out of the doldrums. Get your head out of the doldrums. We're, uh, we're still going to have a pool party, but we're mm-hmm. going to have it using VR. Exactly, Mike. And you're 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 totally right. Any problem can be solved through tech. If you're having issues with your dad, maybe, um, or a parent, you know, you don't think they loved you, tech tech can solve that. Uh, tech can solve all sorts of things. And in this instance, tech has come to the rescue big time. Um, I have a lot of friends in VR development, and they have lent Michael and I two state of the art VR helmets. Like Mike and I are holding them right now. Like, look at this thing. It's like. Uh, it's like it makes Star Dirty Wars. LaForge's visor look like a hunk of crap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very sci-fi. It's very um, uh, Blade Steam Runner. Punk. Yes, Blade Runner, cyberpunk. Yeah. So, um, so despite the fact that we're just sitting here in Mike's piece of crap apartment, it stinks, it's hot, it sucks balls. There's a smell. Uh, it smells. Yeah. Um, it's just generally unpleasant. We're sitting here on your couch... And, but we're about to be transported to a VR pool party once we put these helmets on. And I'm very excited for that. I'm excited, too. Uh, I put myself in your hands, sir. Uh, I, I hope this is safe. I hope we have a fun time. And I'm, you know what? I'm usually accused of being a, you know, a stick in the mud, but I'm willing to give this a try. Now, have you ever, have you ever done VR before, Michael? Um, no, and I have, I've had an aversion to VR, and I'll tell you why. James, um, because someone who I, I once uh, loved very much, who I was actually engaged to marry, uh, she lost her life during a uh, VR skydiving accident. See, the problem was she mm. was quite elderly, and uh, unfortunately her, her ticker couldn't take the stress. Uh, her brain thought that she was actually plummeting from a plane, whereas the whole time she was on solid ground, but... Uh, it fooled her brain and uh, her heart gave out. So ever since then, I was kind of like, hmm, maybe, maybe mm. VR is not for me, you know? And on the other side of the aisle, after that happened, I went, I'm starting to like VR. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I, I wasn't a huge Ruth fan. I remember you saying that at the funeral and I, uh, I got pretty mad at you. Yeah. 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 I'd never seen you get mad like that. Yeah. You know, we should memorize the episode when your ex, Ruth, um... I was, how can I put it gently, uh, kick the bucket or whatever you want to say. Yeah, passed away. Um, because it would be handy whenever it comes up in conversation to say, oh, hey, by the way, if you want to hear about Ruth passing away, check out episode 85 or whatever it was. Yes. It might be nice for us to, to think about memorizing that number. Let's memorize the number. Let's make a pact that will memorize the number. Okay. Perfect. Um, <laughs> so I'm a big VR guy yeah. uh, and I'm excited for this and I've got it all set up. I've got the program ready to rock. Um. What do you say, Mike? Should we slip on the glass slipper, but it's actually a VR helmet? <laughs> I think we should. I think we should, James. All right. Okay. Let's put it on. Get ready, um, listeners. Have a good 
what do you say? Have a good trip? Have a good experience? Um, um I, th- I whenever I put on a VR helmet, I, I I do try to say something cool, maybe like um, buckle up or um, like buckle in, strap in, bitch. Strap in, bitch. Well, I don't like that. Should we but... say that to each other? Um, I'll say I'll I'll stick with buckle up. You say whatever you'd like. Uh, okay. Buckle up, James. Strap in, bitch. Okay. Okay. Putting the helmet on. Oh, the helmet. It's very heavy, oh, heavy. actually. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, claustrophobia alert. Uh, well, we'll just wait for the screens to turn on, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a really good experience. It smells funny in, inside this helmet. Oh, look. Oh. Here we are. Okay, it's on. Oh, wow. All right, the program is running, and suddenly, <laughs> Mike and I are in Acapulco, lounging on a, at a pool in lounge chairs at a beautiful pool on a beautiful hot sunny day wow. oh my god this is Isn't it something? stunning we're yeah. two we're two seniors just sitting poolside sure or we could be north american tourists but either way <laughs> we're sitting poolside in acapulco it's hot can you can't you just it's like you can feel the sun oh, on your wow. skin you can feel that we're closer to the equator does that make sense like i, I really does. feel yeah the heat of the sun is more intense than Unusual. Well, the the moon affects ladies, and I think the equator, uh, you know, or, or pools maybe affect men. Right. Um, I don't know. That, the that's interesting, it, actually. The moon affects and the tide affects a woman's menstrual cycle. Does the sun affect our? Uh, I don't know how, how I should say this. Uh, our wieners. <laughs> well, you know, I think science uh, hasn't gotten there yet, but it's an interesting thing <laughs> to look into. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've burned it. I'll put I'll put it that way. I've no yeah. I've no I've let it. Out in the sun too often. Did and someone it, order a roasted wiener? Uh, oh, you know? yeah, been there, done that, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but although, putting the aloe on it after, not totally an unpleasant experience. Right. Well, I didn't like it very much, I'll tell you that much. I can't believe well, I uh, let you talk me into putting the aloe on your burnt, uh, you know what. Well, whatever, that's a, that's a topic for... Uh, Mm. For for the therapist, uh, yes, maybe yes. not the podcast. Well said. Um, so here we are, and, and I'm going to describe to the listeners what we see in front of us, and it is like it's real. It yeah. is absolutely like it's real. It, it's a blue sky, bluer than the bluest thing you could think of. Yeah. Um, beautiful, beautiful, big, yeah. bluer than a sapphire. Beautiful, big, Olympic-sized pool. Yeah. And there's no green crap in it. There's no algae. No one forgot to do the chlorine. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. We've got a bar over to our left. And look, look, there's like a digital character, like an avatar guy, I guess. Yeah. As a bartender, he's not real. He's just like a, a p- computer program. Really? Watch this. Watch this. Uh, senor, uh, two tequilas, please. <gasps> wow. He's coming. He's coming with two tequilas. I like this, James. Not yeah. going to lie. Gracias, senor. <laughs> Gracias. Okay, look at this. We've got two tequilas. Mm, this, this is amazing. Is so yeah. fun. I mean, this is it. Like, I know we didn't get to do a real pool party, but isn't this kind of a good replacement? I think it might even be better than the real thing, actually. You know, you're the real thing, even better than the real thing. <laughs> hey, do you think do you think Acton Acton Baby has held up at all? Um, what else is on? There's the real thing. There's, what, the fly? One, the Mysterious fly, ways. Mysterious ways. It has banger after banger, doesn't it? Yeah. Irish bangers. Oh, big I, time. 
I heard that instead of Octong Baby, well, they they had two names they were debating using. Uh, mm-hmm. U2 was before they released mm-hmm. Octong Baby, and one of the names was Octong Baby, and the other name they really were considering going with was uh, Big Irish Bangers. Um, <laughs> but we all know which which name won out in the end. We we certainly do. Um, now. Uh, now, Mike, um, I, I, I did give you a little bit of homework before we came here to the pool. Yes. Didn't yes. I? Because but it's not we, like homework p- you get at school. It's oh, fun very, f- very far from it. Yeah. Um, we were able, using this program we're using, to upload two avatars, I guess you say, to, to join us. Two digital creations of people um, that we could have sit around the pool with us. And so I've created two avatars, mm-hmm. and Mike has created two avatars, and they're going to join us around the pool. So this, this is pretty cool. This is very cool. I love this. Yeah. Now, um, now, shall I introduce the the the, the first avatar I have please, created digitally? Please do. I can't wait to see uh, what you came up with. All right. Well, look over there at that lounge chair down the pool. Okay. See that beautiful woman. Uh, I can't help but but see her. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that avatar is an amalgamation of all the women I am most attracted to. Oh, so she's oh. like a physical amalgamation of all their different features and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So that avatar over there uh, is an amalgamation of Carmen Electra, Jenny McCarthy, Yasmin Bleeth, Jenna Jameson, Jordan Tate, Victoria Jackson, Gina Carano, China, and Blaze from American Gladiators. Can you see it? Oh, oh, okay. Now that I think about each of those women, I can see how, you know, a part of them fits into that uh, sort of superwoman. Yes. 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 Wow. Uh, so hopefully we'll, we'll be uh, having a drink with our lights, huh? Wow. And then um, now look at the chaise you know, lounger. Mm, sorry to ahead. interrupt. You know that old song that goes, two girls for every guy? Well, looking at your superwoman, I'm thinking... Uh, Ten women inside this woman. Oh, I like that. Very sci-fi. Yeah. Is that how that song really goes? Two girls for every guy? Yeah, it's talking about the mythical uh, land of Surf City, where the population demographics work such that there are two women for every man, which is the opposite of uh, what it's like for a lot of people in China, because there's a huge shortage of women. Uh, because of, of course, of the the old one child policy that they had from the seventies to the early two thousands, I believe, and so there are some entire villages where there are just men who will grow up their whole lives, never maybe even knowing a woman, uh, certainly not ever able to marry a woman. Well, thanks for keeping the party vibe going, Mike. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Sorry, I did it again. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, can I introduce the second avatar I brought along? Please. Um, okay, well, check the lounge chair next to my supermodel amalgamation. Okay. Notice a big, tall guy? Uh, oh, yeah. Funny hair? Yeah. Tattoos? Earrings? Yeah, he seems like a character. I uploaded 1997 Dennis Rodman. Okay, then. <laughs> and I, yep, because let me tell you guys, nobody knew how to party like him. Yeah. So we should be having a lot of fun, and, and I can even adjust the uh, color of his hair. So right now, it's uh, sort of bleach blonde, but yeah. just watch this. Neon green. Wow, that mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah. What, 
Well, that those are some great uh, avatars you have. Dennis Rodman, he's so much taller than I thought he'd be, but I guess that makes sense, right? Well, yeah, he's a he's a basketball guy. He's a basketball guy. And was he... Will- hmm, go he, ahead, go ahead. Was he married to Carmen Electra, who is... Who is part of your superwoman, right? Yeah, I don't know if that's going to get weird. Um, I don't know the etiquette on that. If uh, Is it cool to, you know, chat up a girl who's like one-tenth the ex of your pal? I don't know how, Yeah, what the bro rules are on that. He might get furious. He might. But yeah. on the other hand, he seems pretty chill. He's probably yeah. poly. Uh, watch this. Uh... Uh, senor, uh, a tequila for Mr. Rodman. That's so great. Because and the, you know what? And the woman. Yeah. Because you know what? It's not real money anyway, so we might as well buy them drinks and make them happy because it's yeah. fake. <laughs> now, you'll notice, Mike, I did upload 1997, Dennis Rodman. Not present day. Yeah, why is that? Well, I just think he's a little less cool than he used to be. Well, why? Why do you think that? Well, you know... He- I mean, look, I'm someone who's done business in North Korea. I totally appreciate the opportunities there. I uh, I developed uh, the erectile dysfunction cryptocurrency pecker coin in North Korea. Um, but um, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if it I don't know if it served Dennis well. Um, he just seems a little less cool. I don't know how else to put it. Okay, fair enough. I won't. He's still a cool guy, kind of, but he's just a little more uh, under the radar, cool wise. I guess so, yeah. Well, yeah. There but for fortune, you know. That could be me or you, too, you know. So true. Yeah. So, so true. Okay, so I (sighs) gave you homework, Mike. You were supposed to also also uh, upload two characters to join us at the pool today. That's right. Oh, I feel nervous uh, because you did such a a great job. You have such great... Yeah, mine are ready to friggin' party. Like, it's going to get nuts. With, with uh, these two. <laughs> um, all right. I guess there's no no sense delaying it. Uh, here are my two. I'm going to bring them back, uh, to life both at the same time, if you don't mind. Oh, uh, sure. It's kind of a one-two punch. Um, so if you look right over there, that way, see those two sort of um, old kind of uh, fellas sitting on those, uh, those uh, you know, beach chairs, lo- lounging chairs, I guess you'd call them. Uh-huh. Kind of wearing like overcoats and like uh, top hats, and they have beards and they're smoking. Uh, do you do you see? Do you know who though? You know who they are? Yeah. Uh, no. Do you know who they are? No, I take don't. A, take a good look at those old men. Man, I I don't know. I I don't know. Time's up, James. I can't believe you didn't know. It's the two titans of Victorian nonsense poetry. It's Edward Lear and Lewis Carroll. Right here with us partying in Acapulco. Hey, boys. Yes, hello there. Hello. How are you? Good to see you, boys. Lovely day for a swim. Mike, this is virtual reality. You could you could have brought anyone. You could have brought your biggest crush. You could have brought a... You know, Marilyn Monroe, if that's, I don't know, probably some old person you would be bring into. Marilyn Monroe? What is this? It's 2020, man. You bring two old guys in top hats? They look like they smell like pipes. Well, Edward Lear, I actually, he is sick. The The avatar I brought of him, he is, this is him in his, like, 
final years, sort of. I didn't realize he was so ill. But uh, Lewis Carroll looks pretty healthy. I mean, uh, his appetite, shall we say, maybe are not the healthiest. Uh, he's often accused of being a bit of a creep. But anyway, these guys are huge, you know, stars of nonsense poetry. You know, the owl and the pussycat went to sea. Or um, um, what's the Lewis Carroll one? The... Uh, well, there's the Alice in Wonderland books, but, uh, you know, the no- notorious Bandersnatch and all that stuff. These guys are really great, especially when they get a few uh, tequilas uh, in them and they, they get a little bit loose. Unreal. Why are they wearing, like, wool suits? Well, they're from England. It's like 100 degrees out here. They're wearing, like, thick wool suits and top hats. They're from the 1800s in in England, so they're not... Yeah, excuse me, they don't look like they just stepped out of an H&M commercial. Imagine that. You're making this virtual pool party fucking lame, man. Like, imagine we brought these guys into a club. They wouldn't know a damn thing. They wouldn't know what to do. They wouldn't be hitting on girls with us or being wingman or anything. Do you think that Like, if you're gonna bring guys, at least make them cool. Do you think that a, a woman could resist... Like in a crowded bar where there's like a hot DJ playing some amazing music, and say, you know, Lewis Carroll walks up to her and whispers a nonsense poem in her ear. She'd be wrapped <laughs> around his finger. Same with uh, Edward Lear. Do you think? I mean, I just don't see it. Yeah. Well, we're going to hit the club tonight in Acapulco, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised by how well these guys do. Um, Jesus Christ. Edward Lear has a really long beard. Yeah, and it, it needs a bit of a wash. It's uh, not like that hipster. It's not like a, uh, a nicely cultivated beard. It just no. looks like it looks like an animal on his face. It's gone wild, and there it's there's a lot of yellow and some green patches in it. Uh, so yeah, maybe we've, okay. How about this? I'll make you a deal. Before we hit the club tonight, I I draw the bath and I scrub Edward Lear down in the bath from top to bottom and make him shine like a new what's that saying shine like a new penny like a new what you know what i mean man i don't know i'm gonna scrub him oh for the love of god yeah all right hey did did lewis carroll write the jabberwocky was that him that's the thing i couldn't uh, remember yes the jabberwocky jabberwocky and that's in one of the alice uh books i think hmm Great. Uh, can't wait for Lewis and uh, Edward to meet Dennis Rodman in my babe <laughs> avatar. What the hell are they going to be talking about? It's going to be ridiculous. Imagine if Edward Lear or Lewis Carroll had been in that uh, Michael Jordan documentary along with Dennis Rodman. <laughs> and if they had had that one episode just about Lewis Carroll out of the blue for no reason. That would have been fun. D- Dennis Rodman's like, that game six against the Jazz was crazy. Couldn't believe how good Michael was that day. And then it's like uh, an avatar recreation of, or it's like an actor playing Edward Lear. (laughs) Now, I wrote poetry that was a little bit silly, and I think (laughs) I, as Edward Lear, were I to be alive in the late 90s, would have taken particular interest in the Bulls' dynasty. The game of basketball itself could be considered to be nonsense poetry. You've got this rubber <laughs> ball and you're trying to put it inside of a net. I mean, how absurd can you be? There's a creature called a schwet. That is just a ball in a net. It hops around, bounds up and down, and never manages to get wet. 
Isn't that what they're like? Uh-oh. Uh, hey, Eddie. Lewis, uh, you better watch your back. You got a, There's a new guy on the scene. His name no, is James. It's, it's fine. Uh, it's that, was fine. A, that was a beautiful nonsense poem, James. Thank well done. You. It's fine. It's okay. You don't have to come over here, guys. I think they wrote nonsense poetry. I think they got a bit of um, inspiration. Like I, They probably smoked opium. Is that what these guys did? Really? Do you think? Back in the day? Unless they were just... Unless there was just something wrong with their brains, and I hope they didn't hear me say that. I'm just like using my uh, my um, VR helmet now to Google Edward <laughs> Lear poems. They're they're really weird. Yeah. Here's one, here, oh right, it was, it was a book of nonsense. Okay, here's here's one poem Edward Lear wrote. I'm just looking on the VR screen here. <laughs> there was an old man with a beard who said, "It is just as I feared." Two owls and a hen, four larks and a wren, have all built their nests in my beard. <laughs> he rhymed the word beard with beard? Mm. Yeah. That sucks, no? Well, I, I guess what you got to remember is that this poem came from a different time. You have to remember that that poem was written before the internet. That was written before it's people true. had phones and, you know. I mean, it's, he's not exactly Eminem or 50 Cent. Now, like, you that take that sucks. back. Okay, whatever. I be- here's a here's another Edward Lear poem I'm, I'm looking up here. There was a young lady whose bonnet came untied when the birds sat upon it. Sate upon it. I guess that means eat. Hmm. But she said, I don't care. All the birds in the, el- in the air are welcome to sit on my bonnet. That's not very good either. So it's a lady with a with a hat and the birds are eating shit off her hat James are you cherry picking some of his worst poems to try and make him look bad this is what comes up when I google because I know he's really good and I think you're picking some bad (laughs) ones on purpose right okay last one there was an old man of black heath whose head was adorned with a wreath of lobsters and spice pickled onions and mice that uncommon old man of black heath (laughs) that's pretty uncommon hell man then there's a weird, creepy drawing of a kid with friggin' lobsters coming out of his head. <laughs> Kids in the old days must have been demented from this guy. Yeah. Also, weird. imagine, like, these guys were, like, they, I don't know, presumably they made, like, they published. Wouldn't you be, I mean, there are a lot of embarrassing think, jobs to have, but if you're known in public as, like, oh, see that guy? He writes uh, nonsense poems for children. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's not a hot. That's not like a sexy occupation. I'm. Uh, guess what? I, got, I just closed the deal. I uh, signed a contract to write my first book of nonsense poems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a real eye grabber on on uh, uh, Hinge or Twitter, uh, tw- uh, Tinder. <laughs> like you know, I think people swipe through. Oh, what's this guy's job? You know, like does he have a good job? That could be Nonsense a funny, poet. a funny. If you ever do stand-up comedy, you could do a routine called like, called. Um, if you go to a comedy club, you could be like, "Here's a routine called, here's what I think it would be like if Edward Lear were on Tinder." But of course, you'd have to explain who he was <laughs> to the crowd beforehand. Then you could do some silly, uh, you know, poems yeah. from the crowd. I think that's a good thing in stand-up if you have to explain the <laughs> reference beforehand, you know, for a few minutes. Hey, by the way, look over at Edward and Lewis. They're I think that tequila made them drunk. Are, are they are they doing like the, the Macarena or something? Like they're dancing together. Oh boy! That's... Keep dancing, boys. You just have some fun. This is great. Oh, man, Mike, it's it's not. It's really not great. <laughs> oh wait, it's like a friggin' old age home in here. Hold on a second. The uh, the bartender is signaling at me. 
Oh, God. Oh, look at Lewis. Lewis, you what? put that thing away. Lewis Carroll, listeners, you can't see this because you're not in our uh, VR helmets. But Lewis Carroll had a shot of tequila with Edward Lear. They were dancing the Macarena. And then Lewis, um, he unzipped. <laughs> he unzipped. Right here, poolside. And uh, I'm going to say I'm, I'm actually impressed. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't expect. Oof, I wasn't expecting that. I'm just just more impressive than I expected. Uh, wow, great! Your my podcasting partner is impressed by the size of Lewis Carroll's penis. James, Look, you're not supposed to encourage him. Room, dude. I, I mean, you know, if you're a jock like me, you see this all the. T- I mean, you see them all the time. You're a and jock. I'm just saying. Wow. That's not what I... I wonder... Now, Mike, this is interesting because this is a virtual recreation of Lewis Carroll. I guess... I guess it must be on the record somewhere, like, his penis size, so that the program knew how big to make it. I guess... I wonder if he ever wrote it down in a journal or something? Yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting. I didn't, um... Didn't think about that. I wonder if this is an accurate representation of reality or if it's something uh, that I willed into existence. Oh, Jesus. I never know. I wonder what no. Edward Lear is packing. I mean, I don't I don't want to see, but... Yeah, that beard freaks me out. You think it might be a beard yeah. down there? T- I don't know. Uh, no, listen, Mike, I gotta say, like, so there's, there's six of us at this pool party. Yes. Five guys, one woman. Yes, she's an amalgamation of about ten women, but still, this is sausage party fucking central, man. Like, uh. could... Would you think, like, would you consider, like, just, just, just create one, one other woman to join us? Like, could you, could you, could you visualize a babe and then it'll, it'll appear in the program? Yeah, I could. Could I don't know what you're implying here. Of course I could. I I bet you can't do it. I bet you can't even create one babe, Mike. No, I bet you don't even have it in you. Of course I could create a, as you call it, a quote, babe. I just decided to to bring some literary heroes here poolside but of course i can create a babe and, well prove uh, it prove it i don't think i honestly don't think you could well i don't care what you think and you know what just to just to spite you i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna create a babe um just the first babe i think of and i'm gonna turn her into an avatar who's gonna join us at this party okay mr. okay all mr. right mr doubting thomas okay um check out that uh uh chair over there and poof there she is. Aw. Oh, hey, where no. the fuck am I? Oh shit. This ain't the courtroom. What the hell? Who, who, who is she? Someone in, she has, are those judges robes? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, listeners, you can't see what happened here. Um, I was trying to prove James wrong. I was trying to prove him that I could create a babe avatar here, uh, virtually. And, um. I guess my wires must have got crossed in my head or something, and I accidentally brought uh, Judge Janine Pirro to life. Um, from Fox? From Fox News? Okay, yeah. I ha- okay. 69-year-old, very tough-talking uh, Italian-American uh, judge and Trump supporter. I did not intend to bring Judge Janine Pirro to life. What is... Why You could have imagined anyone. Why did she pop into your head? I, I don't know. It's your, your, you confuse me. Let me try one more time. Let me try... Just please. Oh, my God. All right. Um, okay. Okay. Look in the pool. Look in the pool right there in the shallow end. How about Jessica end. Alba? Yes, something like that. Okay. Uh, look in the pool, the uh, shallow end, and... Ah! There we go. Oh, no. Not again. 
That's not a babe. That's not even a woman. That's, well, I'm sure you know who that is, James. We were talking about his group just earlier. It's, uh, The Edge. Hey, thanks for inviting me to your pool party. I rarely get out of the studio, so this means a lot. Thanks a lot, boys. I mean, I'll take him over Judge Janine Pirro. Oh no, Judge Janine Pirro just waved at the edge and jumped into the pool, and now they're sort of flirting together. <laughs> oh god, oh. I don't really want to... I mean, oh, and the edge is wearing his little toque. <laughs> Get oh, a room, you oh, two! No. J- uh, Judge Janine Pirro is, is playfully pulling the toque off the edge's head. Oh. oh, now they're... Oh god, now they're really canoodling in the pool. Oh, his head is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why he wears the toque. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm so, Ooh, I, she's doing things to his head. I am so embarrassed, and I'm so sorry God, that man, I this f- brought <sighs> these two extra people here. Anyway. This party is really borderline sucks right now. <laughs> we have Dennis Rodman, a beautiful woman yeah. who's made up of many women, Edward Lear, Lewis Carroll... The Edge from U2 and Judge Jeanine Pirro. I mean, it's not exactly a friggin' kegger. <laughs> well, at least it's still a, um, you know, you know, silver lining. At least it's still a beautiful virtual day. There's a, you know, um, we got nice drinks. We're in Mexico. Yeah. And the, oh my God. <sighs> Lewis. Lewis Carroll, you stop that right now, James. You see what Lewis Carroll is doing to, uh, to Edward Lear? Yeah, what what is he doing? He's he's got his hand down Edward Lear's pants and he's around. Dude, stop it! Stop it, Lewis! Stop it, Lewis! Stop it! Now it's time to check in on the landlord and tenant podmess listener line. Your chance to sound off about stuff you hear on the show. Hey everybody, it's Glenn McCauley calling into the Podmess listener line with a fun little tidbit about Canada's sixth largest city, Mississauga, Ontario. Now everybody knows that Mississauga has been home to many celebrities over the years, such as Triumph's Rick Emmett and former NHL superstar Wilf Paymont. But what you didn't know is that the colonel himself... Colonel Sanders of Kentucky Fried Chicken Chicken Chain once called Mississauga home in 1965. Unbelievable. And who did he live near? None other than my dad and my uncle. And my uncle had his fair share of sightings of the colonel, including one time he was on a playground at a local public school, and the colonel walked by and told him not to smoke. Now, my uncle also said he saw him on a steam train excursion, but I didn't get any details about that. I don't know what he's talking about, but he did say that he also lived on Rambo Road, which is a good name for a road if you're a fan of movies. And uh, I actually found out that's not true. Wikipedia says he lived on Melton Drive. If you have something you want to say to us, shoot us a message at LTPodMess on Twitter or Instagram. And um, welcome back to the show, everybody. Of course, we're uh, having a virtual pool party. James and I are uh, wearing VR helmets. And despite the fact that our bodies, in reality, are sitting on my uh, disgusting couch in my airless, overheated apartment, uh, in our brains, it looks like we're sitting poolside at at a resort in Acapulco. And it is amazing because just with this helmet on, it it really convinces you you're... You're here in Acapulco by this pool. Like, I believe yeah. 
I'm by the pool. It's crazy. Yes. This VR technology uh, is it's a miracle. It's a miracle as far as I'm concerned. It's, it is a miracle. Good. It's yep, loaves and fishes level. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Imagine if Jesus came back today and he had to, you know, trying to sell his message and he had to compete with mm. VR technology. I mean, it's he, there's no there's chance. No, I actually would say that if Jesus were around today, he would probably be an adopter of VR technology. Because what better way to get the message out? I guess so. You don't think? I mean... You don't think he could have done his sermons over VR and given himself a wacky, fun body and... A wacky, fun body. I guess he could have. He could have been a talking daffodil or something. Like, he could do anything. (laughs) That's the thing with VR. I guess he could have been a talking daffodil. Yeah, well... Okay, I'll, I'll have to rethink my. You thoughts. don't think Jesus would have been a tech guy? Well, because the thing I'm 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 reluctant to think that because I know he's like a, a woodworker, you know, he's a carpenter, and mm. those kind of guys tend when I've met them in real life, they tend to be like the really technophobic kind of guys. Like I don't even have a phone, isn't that crazy? Mm. And I, I, you know, I build things out of wood. So. Do you think Do you think Jesus ever made any of those wooden ducks? Hmm. You know, those sort of wooden ducks that... Uh, Go on the mantelpiece. Yeah. I mean, he's a woodworker. That'd be funny, because they never say what he made in the Bible. We're just told that he was a woodworker. Maybe he made the <laughs> little trinkets. Uh, yeah. A, uh, a funny... Those ring holders where it's just a, a carved middle finger that you put the yeah. ring on. Maybe that's what he made. I, I mean, this is, he's clearly a pretty smart, special guy. Um, I think he might have been a tiny home innovation dude. You know, like desks that fold up into the wall. You right. know, uh, you, you you have a bed. You you pull out um, some drawers underneath, hidden under the bed. You know, that kind of stuff. Secret compartments. Well, he was sort of doing that with the loaves and the fishes anyway. Look, here's a secret compartment, a bunch more fish. Like, he probably would have been yeah. doing that in his carpentry. Huh. I don't know. Just thinking aloud. Or maybe he made... Bamboo fans. Oh, ever yeah, seen that? Well, hot in the Middle East. It is hot in the Middle East, and uh, I can just imagine him uh, up there on the cross, fanning himself and saying, "My, this weather we're having, you know? Yeah, my, this weather where heaven is very, very warm. Oh my, this weather here in Jerusalem today. Oh, it's very steamy and warm." <laughs> Oh, we're Would doing you all sorts of me place. a lemonade, uh, <laughs> Paul, Peter, and Luke and Mark. You've heard of the loaves and the fishes. Well, how about the the pitcher fish, lemonade, and the gumbo pot? <laughs> oh, I tell you, I can produce. You get me one pot of gumbo, I can feed everyone <laughs> here in Jerusalem for an entire day. He talks like Boss Hog or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, by the way, um, just a little update on what's been happening here, poolside. Um, over the break, uh, Lewis Carroll was actually removed from uh, poolside. He was taken out of here by the bartender because he was acting out, acting up. He was acting like a real piece of shit, actually, Lewis Carroll. And he was, uh, he was waving his thing around. And, uh, James, you couldn't stop looking at it. Uh, anyway... Lewis Carroll won't be bothering us anymore. It's just Edward Lear now and The Edge and Judge Jeanine Pirro and James's Superwoman and 1997 Dennis Rodman. 
Yeah, and I, I no offense, Mike, but I, I hope you feel like a bit of a dink because this is like when there's a party and you bring, and and one of your friends brings a friend, and then that guy gets hammered and ruins mm. the party. I mean, that's kind of you right now, Mike. You should not have brought Lewis Carroll to the pool party, bro. Well, next time I know I don't bring Lewis Carroll. Uh, I'll just stick with one Victorian nonsense poet. Um, Edward Lear's health has also taken a bit of a turn for the worse since the break. Mm. Um, he is now, he seems to be asleep, but he's, he's even though he's asleep, he's still coughing and spitting. Yeah, I wonder if he, does he, like, maybe he has uh, consumption or tuberculosis or one of those old diseases? Yeah, probably one of those old diseases, so I'm not going to get too close to him, hmm. even though he's only a virtual... Whooping cough. Whooping cough. Whooping cough? Whooping cough. You ever hmm. had that? Actually, I think I, I think I did as a kid. I think doctors thought I might have. It's actually true. I think I might have had that. I know I had, I mean, I guess we all had measles and, uh, I remember having chicken pox as a kid. Mm, I had chicken pox in grade eight, Whoa. and I actually remember it was kind of great because I stayed in bed and played uh, Donkey Kong Country on Super Nintendo for like a <laughs> week, and it was awesome. That's a probably uh, very different experience. Uh, your experience of chicken pox is probably very different from the experience that the first kid to ever get chicken pox <laughs> was like. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe you're right. Because that is kid grade eight probably late? died within hours in, in like an excruciating pain, screaming. Mm. Whereas you were like, hey. Yeah, I'm going to lie in bed and <laughs> try to defeat, uh, you know, the bad guys in Donkey Kong Country. I couldn't remember the bad guy's name. It's not King Koopa, but something like that. Bowser? No, Bowser's Mario 2. Eh. The, the Donkey Kong uh, franchise doesn't have really that iconic villain the way Mario does. Right. There is some dude, but I forget his name. Is Grade 8 a late age to get? I think so. I I remember having it, I think, when I was like four or five or something. So you you, uh, almost lined up chicken pox with puberty, my friend. Oh, that's kind of cool that I did that. No? I think it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just using my VR to... Oh, King K. Rule. That is the bad guy in Donkey Kong Country. Who? King K... Period R O O L. Okay. King K. Rule. And nice. he's sort of a lizard guy. Looks like Bowser, honestly. They were kind of ripping that off, maybe. I saw on hey. a. Mm, go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, Mike. Oh, thank you. Um, I saw a uh, someone on a on a wall in Toronto. Um, made a, like painted a mural of Link mm. from the Legend of Zelda. Oh, cool. So I walk by, every time I walk by, I say, uh, hey, Link. (laughs) (laughs) Does he ever respond? No, of course not, no. You know, it's kind of like the the Frankenstein thing, where it's like, that's Dr. Frankenstein's monster. His name isn't Frankenstein. A lot of people think that little dude in uh, Zelda's name is Zelda. No, it's Link. No, Zelda's the princess. Zelda is the princess. Yes. Yes. Um, now, Mike, just thinking about Lewis Carroll there again. Um, yeah. Now, you were saying when we took a break earlier that, that you had a theory as to why maybe Lewis Carroll was so revved up, you were going to tell me? Oh, yeah. I remember, yes, I remember talking about this. Yeah, I have a theory that Lewis Carroll 
is acting crazy and acting like a little fucking uh, jerk because he's so <laughs> excited that this week is the 28th anniversary of the Bare Naked Ladies debut album, Gordon. I don't know. I don't know about this theory, Mike. I, I have to be honest, the sort of like Victorian uh, old fart gentleman, I don't know if, if the Bare Naked Ladies debut album would appeal to a guy like that. Yeah, I mean, he writes nonsense poems for children. He likes hanging around children. Um, and I, I, th- I feel like Lewis Carroll and people like Lewis Carroll are huge fans of the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> well, maybe you're right. Hey, you know what would be a fun game? I wonder if we, off the top of our heads, without looking at, at uh, the internet, could, could name every track off Gordon. Huh. I think I'm going to try. Okay. Yeah, you want to try? We could do. Okay, we we'll do it, it together on my virtual helmet here, and oh, okay, see, and see if I get it right. Yeah, this is going to be great podcast content. This is yes, amazing. Um, just pull it up, computer. Pull up Gordon. Okay, here we go. All right, ready? Okay, track one, Hello City. Yes, jazzy. That was actually one of the. That was a. You'd skip that one. You'd always skip that one. No. All right, track number two, easy Enid. Classic song, great video, mm-hmm. all-timer. Yes. Track three, I'm going to say grade nine. Yes. This is mean, grade nine, baby. Classic song. Absolutely love that song in grade five. Did you ever see them live, the, the Bernanke ladies? No, I didn't. I didn't. didn't. Okay. Have you? I, when, I, when I was in uh, seventh grade or eighth grade, I, I did. Yes, because they played at the Oshawa Civic Auditorium right beside my... <laughs> Uh, elementary school, yeah. How were they? I mean, they were good. They played all of the songs from Gordon and a few few B-sides and a few covers. Did they do any raps? Like, they kind of did funny yes. raps. Yes, they did some funny raps. Uh, absolutely, they did, yes. That's always a sign of a pretty cool band, I guess, if they're white guys doing funny rap. <laughs> funny raps. Okay, track four. Oh, boy. Fuck, actually, I might be in trouble here. Mm, King of Bedside Manor? No, can I give you... Okay, so that's not the, the one. Let me give you a little hint. Mm. Track four is when the ladies get a little bit serious. Lovers in a Dangerous Time? No, that's not Fuck. on the album at all. Oh, it isn't? That's on the yellow tape. Oh, 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 wait. No, I know this one. I know this one. <laughs> it's uh, Lying in Bed, Brian Wilson? Brian Wilson, yes. Ah, oh, thank God. Yes. Is five Bedside Manor? No. Five's box set. Wrong. Uh, no. God damn it. No. Yoko Ono? Yes. <laughs> okay. Which is a song that has not aged well because society has chosen that, like, oh, no, Yoko Ono got a raw deal, and John Lennon was probably, like, an asshole, and people, like, really like Yoko Ono now, and this song captures, like, that that old boomer thing where it's like, you know, she ruined the Beatles, and then that's, like, an attitude mm. we just absorbed without even ever questioning it. But wait... Don't the bare naked ladies say, aren't they in agreement that Yoko was treated too harshly? You know, I, be my Yoko Ono, whoa, whoa. I guess, but then I they don't do, like all these people slagging her for breaking up the Beatles. But then they, they I mean, okay, but they also do a, they do a sort of voice of her. Yeah, that that's, that's not great. <laughs> it's okay. not great. <laughs> you win the argument. BNL heads know what we're talking about. Yeah. <sighs> it's not great. Yeah. Um, well, we don't have to go through the whole album, but no, that's what you said. I know you were box do. sets. 
Okay, all right. Well, you have track five. Six is track six is bedside manner. <laughs> you really want bedside manner to be? I like that song. On the king of bedside manner. It's uh, I even lives there anymore. It's uh, it's number six is not the king of bedside manner. No. And it's not box set. It's kind of a, a creepy song. Is it that one the 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 hair shirt or or the flag or something? No, no. Or? So I'll give you number six. It's the the mm. creepy song. Wrap your arms around me. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. The chorus one. is like, I put, I put my hands hand. around your neck. You yeah. wrap, you your- wrap your arms <laughs> around me. Put my hands around your neck. Is it about a man you strangling his lover? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's about a man strangling his lover. Hi, we're the Brand Naked Ladies, kinds. and this next song is about a man strangling his lover. And after that, <laughs> funny raps. <laughs> okay, so that was track six? Yes. So number seven? Seven is box set. Come on. No. Oh, fuck. What the hell it was that? Okay, seven? Oh, God damn it. What's track seven? What a good boy. Then <laughs> number oh, eight? yeah. Been... That song was a bit... Lame. Number what eight. A good boy. What a smart boy. What a pretty boy. What a pretty boy. That's the one, the, the hair shirt song. Yes. Oh, yeah. What the hell is a, f- a hair shirt anyway? It's like a thing that martyrs would wear to, like, uh, uh, to suffer. It's like, you know, like uh, martyrs in the Bible times would, like, whip themselves with, like, a, uh, yeah. a whip. And then. Uh, it's martyrs- called S&M. Yes. A little bit of S&M. Uh, Number eight, you say it. You've been saying it every time. Well, box set? No. Bedside manner. Bedside manner. Bedside manner. Okay. Number nine. That's good. Box set. Nine is box set. Number ten is possibly the worst song in their entire catalog. If I had a million dollars? No. It's their jazzy song. song. Entire catalog. Jazzy song. Wow, I don't know if I know this offhand. That jazzy song called I Love You. Oh, that song sucks. And you know that the like the piano player was like, I get to have a song on the album, right? I like jazz. Oh. And then Yeah. That song blows. Yeah. I love you. Yes. You love me. Ugh. And there's like a scat so make a in the family middle. tree. Ugh. Oh yeah. I like soup. I like ice cream sandwiches <laughs> too. I like something, but I love you. Ugh. They were the that biggest band. sucks. I remember there was like some CBC radio show. I think they used that as a theme, and I remember hearing it and being like, ugh! Anyway. Sucks! Yeah, this fucking sucks! Yeah. Can I just say, we skipped over Box Set? I think that song is good. Remember Box Set? Number nine, Box Set. Yes. How's yeah. it go? It's like, um... <laughs> kind of a bossa nova thing and then he's like um he does goes through the discs of his fake band's box set it's like okay. disc one it's where we be we begun it's all my greatest hits da, da, da. <laughs> anyways okay so now we're on track what 11 <laughs> i think we lost any listeners uh about five <laughs> or five to ten minutes ago um oh god yeah, we're on. So that was, number ten was "I Love You." Number eleven is uh, a bit of a serious one. Uh, okay, fuck, you have to help me. I don't know. New kid on the block. <laughs> oh yeah, I like that song. Uh, oh, yeah, that song's good. Um, it's a takedown on the new kids on the block. I mean, takedown on the new kids on the block. Uh, but also a bit of a uh, uh, autobiographical song. They are the new kids on the the block of the Canadian music scene at the time. 
Good point. Remember, though, you know, they were kind of calling out the new kids for being creeps because it's like, you know, you may not want your daughter on our bus. What did they know? What did the bare naked ladies know about that bus? I find it hard to believe a Wahlberg boy would be weird. Okay, so so uh, new kid on the block. Number and now 12. we're at what? Track 12? Is there what? Two more? Oh, no, there are three, uh, three more after this. You gotta help me with 12. So, uh, it's a song that mentions Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Blame it on me. <laughs> oh, yeah! That was a good one. Kind of a soulful, serious one. It's a page, uh, a page Blame turner. It on me. It's a page turner. It's an ear turner. It's an ear opener. <laughs> ear turner. Okay, and now 13 is if I had a million dollars. No, not yet. Oh, fuck. What do you salute every morning? The flag? The flag, James. Yeah, that one was... I uh, don't remember that too well. Not very good. Okay, then if I had a million dollars. Yes. But wait, there's one more song, right? Yes. Crazy. That Crazy. song sucked too. Crazy's the number 15 track, uh, and then... Man, that had 15 tracks? And then, after Crazy ends, there are six seconds of silence in a hidden track uh, called... Dat Fodder is heard, containing several studio outtakes and ad-libs. Really? They just packed this full of as much music as they could. I had the CD in grade five, and I don't remember there being a secret track at all. No, wait, I had a tape. Well. What the hell? This was the era of uh, secret tracks, you know, whether it was Nirvana's Nevermind or that Tool album. Didn't Tool have a... No, they had a secret... Oh, Tool had some wild things going on. They'd have, like, 20 minutes of silence and then, like... A squirrel getting squished or something. <laughs> they did lots of weird stuff. Remember Tool's imagery was always like, you know, it's, if you turn it at this angle, it looks like a guy sucking his own dick. <laughs> Why did Tool want to always suck their own dicks? This band um, is so heavy. They have a picture of a cow's butt hidden in yeah. there. Hidden in the CD. When you first heard, honestly, when you first heard If I Had a Million Dollars, did you think it was great? I stopped what I was doing. I put down my, uh, took off my glasses and said, I have just heard the best song of my generation. <laughs> uh, I think I liked it, but I... I'm uh, sure I did. I really thought Enid was uh, was amazing. Oh, that song kicked ass. Mm-hmm. I bet that's still good. Shit. I don't know. You know, we should get people to tweet at us, at LT Podmas. Did you like this segment or hate it? <laughs> and we won't be offended either way. Do want to know? We could release I two mean, episode, two versions of this episode, one with that and one without it. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe they. I don't know. Um, Judge Janine Pirro certainly doesn't like that segment because she is shooting daggers at us from across the pool where she's sitting with the edge. Yeah, maybe we're ruining the mood for her and the edge. I guess. Oh, I guess they don't think bare naked ladies sets the mood. I guess. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Judge. Sorry, Judge. Sorry. Jeez. Ugh, now they're necking again. God damn it, it's fucking gross. Oh hey, oh my god, Mike, look over there. At the end of the pool, is that... What? Oh my god, that's... It's him. Super fan, super fan of the podcast, Aaron, Aaron Eves. Eves. He's here. Wait, this is crazy. He. Wait a minute, I guess he must be using his own VR helmet and, and somehow must have logged into our program or something. I didn't conjure him up. I didn't either. I think it's a real him. He must be like 
Yeah, because he's got a different icon over his head. He's that's like really Aaron. <laughs> Should we? It looks like he's he's talking to to someone. Yeah, kind of like a short person. He's he's talking. I think she. I think it's a girl. Should we try to listen in and, and hear what what Aaron is talking uh, to this yeah. this girl about? She's kind of interesting looking. She's kind of small and wearing a lot of like green. Yeah, let, yeah. should we listen in? She looks kind of kind of weird. Yeah, let's let's listen in and see if we can make out what he's saying. Yeah. Hey there, my name is Aaron, and I just came over here to say that I noticed that you have pointy ears. And that is something that I am quite attracted to. I find it quite attractive. And um, you would actually think that I, I wouldn't find it attractive, though, since, in fact, my own mother has pointy ears. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I can't figure that one out. Um, another person who I like who, who, who has pointy ears is from the famous television show uh, Star Trek is uh, Mr. Spock. Now, the thing about Mr. Spock is that every single woman I know is attracted to him, but you'd think that they wouldn't be since, you know, women all claim to want a, a guy who is emotionally available, and yet uh, when it comes to, you know, who they're picking for who they are attracted to from Star Trek, it's Spock. And it comes down to this. I think women want a project, okay? Uh, if you're if you're already, you know, all together, they, they, they're not interested. Oh God, that ah. is that is brutal flirting. What uh, the I hell, I think super fan Aaron Eves is is flirting with, with that woman, and I I think that's an avatar he's uploaded. And yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure she's an elf of some kind. Yeah. So, and I guess I guess kind of like how we uploaded our characters, he he's gotten into the program somehow and has yeah uploaded an a female elf. I guess to practice flirting? Pra- to like I wonder if he's I mean this is embarrassing. Do you think he's practicing flirting on this virtual elf so that he can in reality feel more comfortable talking to girls? That's my guess. That's Yikes. my guess. Ooh, he's yeah, that that was a bummer to hear. Yeah. I mean, I I already have a sort of a mixed opinion of Aaron um to be honest, even though we're grateful for him as a fan and a Patreon subscriber, but wow. Yeah, that was rough. Rough stuff. Mm, rough stuff. Rough stuff. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, if it gets to that point, just, you know, pay, pay someone, you know? Yeah. Yes. I completely agree. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. Well, still nice to see a friend. Nice to see a, f- a familiar face here in Acapulco. Yeah, no idea how he got on our server. Might have to look into that and do some yeah. uh, some blocking. <laughs> <sighs> well, this is fun. You know, James, we've had a great time. I got to hand it to you. I know that uh, I, I put up quite a fight about, you know, taking this virtual trip to Acapulco. But I, I would like just to, to thank you officially for, for making me do this because I'm having a great time today. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, Mike. And, you know, just because it's COVID doesn't mean we can't have fun. Right. Uh, thanks to virtual reality. Yeah. So I'm glad we took a day and had a pool party. It was it was oh, pretty God. fun. Oh, God. You get Uh-oh. down from there, Lewis Carroll. You get oh, down. Shit. <sighs> Lewis, listeners, uh, Lewis Carroll is trying to scale the fence to climb back into our resort. To, I guess he wants to hang out with Edward Lear. Get down, Lewis. Okay. You know what, Mike? I got this. I got this. What are you going to do? Okay, I got a gun. What? Eat lead, Lewis!
James, oh my god, you shot Lewis Carroll, dead. Mike, it's a virtual reality program. This isn't a real gun, okay? It's a virtual gun. It's not real. It's looks, like he's a character in a video game. This is like shooting a, a guy in Call of Duty. It's nothing. Looks pretty real to me. I mean, Judge Janine Pirro, does that look real to you? <laughs> yeah. See, even she agrees. Mike, relax. It's not real, man. Like I say, it's a, it's, it's, we're in a computer game. I don't know. Okay, you know what? I'll prove it to you. Watch this. Shot me in the leg, James. Jesus Christ. No, I didn't, Mike. It's a computer program. <sighs> Is it? It feels, it feels, I swear to God, it feels pretty Dude, real to me. It feels like it's a, virtual reality. Your brain is tricking you, man. It's like how we thought it was hot out because of the sun. It's virtual reality. You didn't get shot in the leg. You're fine. Are you sure? <sighs> yes. I mean, Judge Janine Pirro, does this look real? The edge? Am I, am I crazy here, guys? Or does this look like a real bullet wound? My God. Oof. <sighs> James, God, I feel, you're such a wimp. I, I don't feel well, and uh, I think I'm going to have to... Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take off my VR helmet, okay? I think I'm done with Acapulco. All right, I'll take yeah. mine off, too. Goodbye. Oh, great. Well, look what you did, James. You are a liar. You actually did shoot me in the leg in your face. I'm bleeding... All over the couch. This doesn't matter. What the hell? You know what, Mike? I know what happened. I must have had a damn gun in my pocket the whole time and forgot about it. And then just with the virtual reality, I I grabbed it. I thought it wasn't real. And I did shoot you in the leg. Oh, shit. I shot a hole in the wall, too. (laughs) I was uh, killing Lewis Carroll. That's where Lewis... Yeah. Oh, Oh, man. Sorry about that. You big dummy. You could have killed me. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hello, everyone. This is Chris Locke. Thank you for allowing me to drip into your ears like some sort of sentient syrup goo from Mars. This is an invasion. I'm here to promote my new podcast, Happy Good, with Chris Locke. Subscribe to it now because it will make you feel good. It's about forgetting all the craziness, the nonsense, the stress, and we relax together and laugh. It's a silly stream of consciousness, guided meditation to make you feel good, and it's on Sonar Network. Listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts or on Sonar Network, but subscribe and come along with me because it will be fun. Thank you.